Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 149 for the week of January 28th, 2018. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites and spaceship, all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. Whoa! Yeah, I'm back, baby. Holy ghost. We're back. Holy ghost. <laughs> Holy toast. Nice. Well done. I had toast this morning. Do you eat toast ever? No, not real. I only eat toast if I'm like at a diner and it's like on the side. Right. I never like I, I never consciously I was like I'm gonna make toast. It, it, uh. it just always appears. I never like consciously make <laughs> like go seek it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, toast is good, man. Uh, but what's good, man? How you been? Pretty good, pretty so, good. What's your what's your week? Been, it's uh, I told you a little bit off air. It's been pretty slow for me lately, but uh, you know, just trying to keep it moving, trying to keep it positive. Thanks to everybody who's also been like tweeting at me and, and emailing us. Yeah, uh, been getting like really nice positive energy. We appreciate that. That email you see me in another. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, nice. we, every once in a while, we get an email. I'll also have to probably uh, close down the uh, info at email. Apparently, that's not working anymore. So if you if you send an email there, sorry, we haven't been seeing it. But we have questions at the optional dot com, yeah. where you can send our e- emails our way, and, and we'll see them. But yeah, it's it's always just nice every once in a while, even just to see a tweet of someone being like, "Hey, I love this show. Yeah. I love you guys. I'm keep like, it up. Oh, thanks. I'm like, I will keep it up. I will. I will. Every Sunday, because you know, you'd be surprised. Like some days, it just have like a, an off day, you have mm-hmm. a bad day, and then you get one tweet, and you're like, "Oh, Especially. damn." Thanks, man. I'm going to be me. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be me. Uh, but yeah, man, what about you? How's, how's it going? It's been good. It's been a like, really good, positive week. Rough Riders are outside, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, but they're having a great week. Chilling. Yeah. Eating a lot of fucking onigiri. Nice. A lot of that shit. Because that's like the only onigiri. thing in where my job is, like Japanese food. I was like, I'm not complaining, but. Yeah. That's a good market. It too. is. Yeah, onigiri is like the most convenient thing. Although I'll be honest, I can never unwrap it successfully. Successfully, like out of the plastic. Plastic. I always fuck it up, and I just it becomes a mess. Motion, you just yeah, eating just like, plastic. Yeah, I just like eat it, like just shoving it into my face, like paper mache. So it just never works. I out. never really have too much, too many problems. But a couple times I was like eating the fucking cellophane. I'm like, because right. there's like a thing, right? There's like a. a it's like when you buy a you know a pack of gum or something. There's like a, a specific way to open it. So right? the one that I get, it they put it in their own bags. Like oh. the prepackaged ones are really hard though, because it's like do it, there's man. instructions, but they don't. I can't. They do don't it. work. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. like a red line there yeah. too, but I'm just too <laughs> stupid to do it. It unfolds the whole thing, and I'm like, all right, yeah, well, I'm that like, doesn't well, work. Well, I guess I gotta get a spoon now or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm Japanese food for me is uh, Japanese food like Mexican food. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh. Indian food, pretty much. Like, those are, like, solid things I can always eat every yeah. day. Like, if I, if I had to, like, if I had nothing else to get, like, I'll just do that. Yeah. I'm like that with, like, yeah, Japanese food, Italian food, anything, like, pasta-like. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll get that. Like, yeah, like, noodles, carbs. Every culture has their version of, like, the noodle. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, rice is rice. basically. Yeah. <laughs> that these things, like, short noodles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love rice, man. Yeah, rice. You got to be a psycho to not like rice. Right, it's sustenance. Yeah, every I feel like every like culture has a rice dish. I, I had Thai food last night, yeah, and I had, I um, had Thai food. I, I can't had, eat it anymore, but oh, you can't. Yo, I so th- we had some app. So this is like the, f- the food hour. Yeah, we it. had some like appetizers, and one of them was like a salad with like so some like especially like Southeast Asian mm-hmm. dishes have like straight up peppers in there, dog. And I just, I was eating it. Crunch. And I was like, crunch. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm already, I'm too far in. So I kept going, I kept going. And then I swallowed it. And yo, my mouth, 
in my throat. You was on hot ones? I was on hot ones, yo. I, I could, I was like tearing up. I was chugging water, chugging the beer. I had like, I got two beers back to back. I was chugging them and uh, I was dying, man. And then uh, I think, I think it was it the same weekend or maybe the weekend prior. I was celebrating a, a close friend of mine's birthday, and afterwards, like randomly, we were we were also drinking. We were like, "Let's go to Bonchon!" Like, right, let's do it!" And so we went to Bonchon, and Bonchon for those who don't know is like uh, like KFC Korean fried chicken. Uh, that's the, the only KFC that I kind yeah of eat acknowledge nowadays. Yeah, yeah, for only. sure. And uh, um, so we went and like we were ordering wings, and we did like the the half was like garlic whatever and then the spicy and the spicy and then the the girl was like oh you want the spicy ones and i was drunk and i was like yeah yeah spicy i, I thought i didn't i thought she meant nah, like you know that mean hot hot yeah and i was like yeah give me the spicy ones and then people looked at me like are you sure i was like yeah yeah so then me and like my friends like only three of us really were the ones that could actually handle it but yo i was <laughs> like my lips my, my but i kept eating it because it's so good yeah, it is it's really so good. delicious kfc is really good because they yeah. do they put salsa on fried chicken it's like genius it's so good it makes man. sense and it's, it's like and it's fried as shit and then <sighs> salsa on it yo it's so fucking good but i was also dying yeah. but I'm, I'm, i think i'm trying to also build up my tolerance because like when i went to korea i felt like a little I felt like a little when bitch. i went to thailand like we had some spicy 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 <sighs> that shit was like what is no what joke. is this like no yeah it's like garlic and whatever um, but uh, what you been playing this week? You got a nice little list here. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, so I can finally talk about this. Last week I couldn't talk about it because of embargo. But uh, Resident Evil Two. Um, I had had a code for it. Uh, maybe like a week and change in advance of it coming out, and um, kind of played it last weekend with Yang in like multiple sittings, and we got through Leon's whole um playthrough, mm-hmm. and then I made the mistake. I don't know if you saw this. It's kind of like it's kind of bummed, kind of a bummer. But IGN their review, like they had to like basically like strike it and like. At redo it because the the reviewer did kind of what I did. Thankfully, I wasn't reviewing it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But there's like after you beat it, you can do a second run, and but there's like a there's a second run with Claire, mm-hmm. but you can also make the mistake of starting a new game with Claire. But that the new game with Claire is basically Leon's thing the, with slight yeah. with slight variations. Story, yeah, yeah, the Sherry Burke and stuff. Yeah, and some of the puzzles are slightly changed, but for the most part, everything is exactly you, the same. You want to do whatever it is but the b version yeah you want to do claire's second run right it's not very clear the way they have have it framed and written on the menus so i only knew that because heather saw me playing and he's like no no you have to do the second run i was like oh fuck i did the same mistake (laughs) uh so if anyone's playing resident evil 2 don't make that same mistake um i mean you could if you want to play it again as as her but like why i I think at some point you do yeah 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 yeah. i mean it is it's a completely different story, yeah. To, especially yeah. towards the end, right? Like, right. but the, in the very beginning, is like the whole like first half is the it's same. same. It's yeah, exactly yeah. the same, and that's kind of where like so I like like I did like a speed run of it because I, I know knew where everything, everything was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the kind of fun thing about Resident Evil Two is that like, um, and they they do make changes of like when things appear and you know all, all this other stuff, but you kind of know where everything is and you know what to expect, but they also kind of like surprise you still, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but Resident Evil Two I actually had a really good time with it. Like I so I had very little memory of. RE2 because I only played the I remember only watching someone play like the first hour or two when I was a kid mm-hmm. so I don't remember the whole game uh, I remember bits and pieces like just kind of through just trivia of like oh and then this happened this is where this character shows right. up uh, but having played the whole thing it was a lot of fun it was, it was a lot of fun playing especially with uh, my girlfriend on the couch like having us uh, just solve the puzzles together and like she solved a bunch of them that I was like scratching my head and a lot of times it just winds up to just examine an item um, right but there, but there were some like kind of pain points every once in a while, where like some of the bosses were like that Capcom cheese, where you had to like be just... in a very specific area of the map just to get it to 
perk like to to end the fight yeah yeah or like just <laughs> hold out long enough and then this will and then you get to the second phase or whatever yeah. so um that got kind of annoying but and the game does this thing of like you want to play on easy mode especially at, at the very last boss i kept dying over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again and i was just being stubborn and and my girlfriend was just like just put it on easy and i was like no i have to prove <laughs> to myself that i could do that and i, I eventually wound up being able to do it yeah but um no shame if you get to the point yeah, where you can't do it. Just switch the shit to easy it's mode. Like the that gamer shit where he's like, yeah. "I have to. I'm not a real gamer." <laughs> That's what I was doing. Yeah, like, nah, such a dumbass. Shit. Just play the game and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I actually really liked it. Um, the story's pretty pretty intriguing. I, I never felt like it was like overtly cheesy. Like it, de- mm-hmm. it definitely has that moment of like, "Oh, now we're uncovering the secrets, the umbrella secrets and yeah. stuff." Every yeah, yeah. All the, all <laughs> Every, of them have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was. It, re- it reminded me of like the better moments of like RE4 or like what was RE5. The that was the the, the, the super racist Chris. one. Yeah, that was one. With, I hate that yeah. one. Yeah, that because but I remember having fun with that one because I played it co op with a, a good friend of ours back home. And uh, but yeah, in, in hindsight, I was like, man, that game was super problematic for so yeah. many reasons. I don't. I just don't like the. I don't know. It, it felt like the same shit over and over. Yeah. And it was like a, it was more of a shooter. It was an action it, movie. Yeah. And then RE6 like really went to that. But the thing route. about RE6, it knew it was bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's the, the weird part about RE6 is like, we know you're going to, we're going to make you fight this boss in seven different parts. Yeah. It's the same thing. And we're going to make you tap X a yeah. hundred times. <laughs> and we're going to lean into the silliness yeah. of Leon being able to fucking shoot 400 <laughs> times with a handgun. Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've been. Uh, was that the end of your time? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I had a really, really good time with it, and I'm, I still, I'm like maybe an hour into Claire's second run, and okay. I want to finish that, see that through, because there are, because I actually want to see her story. I know that there's different game mechanics in her version yeah. or her part of the story, and um, yeah, yeah. So you're also, you're also playing it. Yeah, I just started last night. Um, yeah, me and my girlfriend, I was like, oh, I'll wait, you know, so you can come over and we'll, like, she doesn't know anything about like the resident. She remembers like the first one or whatever, but she never played them. And we were, she was just watching me playing. It's fucking, it's scary as hell yeah. when you're like playing like with someone. It's like, it's because you were jumping when they jump and shit. Yep, so, yep. <laughs> I like get mad warm. <laughs> yeah, um, man. So hands I, get sweaty. I, I played uh, Claire first. Um, I'm playing Claire first, I should say. Oh. And I'm about three hours in. No, no, more than that, actually. I'm about five hours in, five or six hours in. Nice. Um, I just finished the Mr. X sequence, <sighs> which was <laughs> stressful. Just, just like thinking about him puts me on edge. Yo, it, and it, that game is very good at like up in the ante in that aspect because like this game is mixing all the Resident Evils and in, into yeah. like one. So it's doing uh the RE2 of course, that's the the main base and then it's doing RE4 and then it's doing uh Revelations with the Sherry yes. cuz I don't know if you got to Sherry Birkin stuff in Revelations 1 or 2. No, um 2. You get to play as the girl with the flashlight and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, Claire yeah. and yeah. the girl with the. So basically, you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's, uh, light spoilers, but I wish it had co-op in that to that degree. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been kind of cool. Um, so it's doing that, and then it's adding three uh, Resident Evil three with the Mister X stuff. Yeah, with, like persistent enemy. It's just uh, constantly like hearing his footsteps. And you're like, uh, hold up, where is he? And then you got like, 
you gotta like map out or i need to get that thing i have to run through here so i gotta run through here so i'm gonna wait for him in the lobby yeah and I'm, as soon as he comes to the door i'm running up the stairs and, and like going around. sometimes you get cornered and you're like all right what can i do what can i ring around the rosie this motherfucker mm-hmm. like how can i do this yeah that shit is so funny the uh, hijinks or yeah. like i'm gonna hit him with an acid round and yeah. then just book it like wait till he gets right up on me and then you know book it and it's just really fun in that way um this game is really good but i think that like i can't tell if i like it more or less than re2 the original oh okay like i really i'm having a lot of fun with this i think it's smooth like it looks great it's really fun but i never really feel like i'm in a lot of danger even with like mr x stuff Mm. like i feel like there's always kind of a way out because of the movement. It's a little bit easier. You know, you can kind of get out of any situation. Well, you're playing as Claire, right? Yeah, I'm playing as Claire. Um, I think that makes a big difference. Does it? Because she can, she's she's a little quicker. Oh, is she? And she can like pivot on a dime. Yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. She does clumsier. that like her quick turn is just like yeah. immediate. Yeah. So I've had I've had the mistake of like playing her like Chris mm. and I like wind up like slamming into walls and like slamming through doors. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like she's so <laughs> fast. But Chris is a little cool. clunkier. Yeah, he's. I think like they kind of justify it by like he's got a lot of guns on him yeah. and he's got a, he's a cop or whatever. I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I I noticed that there was like mechanically there was a difference between Claire and Chris, which is interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And like I don't know, I, I'm, I'm very um yeah Leon, um I'm very like meticulous with this stuff. So like I like to have my item box very organized, yeah. and I like to like go in i'm like oh i got this item i'm running back to the item box put it in there you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm one of those people so it's not i'm not great to watch <laughs> play this game um but i'm having a ton of fun they do some really cool surprises in this game especially if you're familiar with the the re2 yeah like you're like oh this is the part where the liquors come out and yeah. then they don't and then they show up in a different spot and mm-hmm. like woo. yeah and it'll be different when you play as chris yeah or leon fuck you saying chris fuck chris man I hate <laughs> um yeah there's, this is uh, there was I don't understand like they have like a stealth mechanic in this game mm-hmm. where basically you just kind of like slightly moving the stick and you kind of walk at a uh, snail's pace. Yeah. Um, but like the liquors are supposedly blind. Yeah. This just was not blind for me. Like, really? Yeah. Like every time like I get like near them, they would just like immediately <laughs> trigger. Oh yeah, I think if you get too close, they would. Trigger. They can like smell you or something. Because there's one part where you can't not go near them it's yeah. like i was like oh this is dumb oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah yeah but um yeah i mean it's a lot of fun and i wonder if people are picking this up without having any other context between like with um resident evil and like how difficult it is because you have to know the language of resident evil to even understand this that's true because yeah, like my girlfriend true. was even saying like i would have never got that puzzle like how'd you know to like look at that yeah examine it yeah exactly yeah. i was like well that's the game like that's the I was game. like, it's, it's a puzzle game yeah 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 it's actually <laughs> and interesting. you have to examine every item so so usually when the game comes out uh, we write like tips posts for mm-hmm. them especially if they're like kind of new to the new to the series or whatever so uh heather reviewed the game and also did the tips post for it. Oh, okay and uh we we talked about like oh do you have any tips for players and I was like actually yeah because there's some things that I didn't even know because okay. I I last time I played a Resident Evil game was years ago I didn't even play probably seven five though right probably five I played a little bit of the RE one remake like recently oh, and yeah. that sort of got me like re- reintroducing myself to like the inventory mechanic and like combi- com- combining mm-hmm. things. Uh, and the game does combine combining things. <laughs> so like the game sort of like when you first have to do it, it'll it'll walk you through like examine the battery or whatever, or examine this controller. 
And but then after that, it just doesn't yeah. tell you it's ever like, you again. You should know now. You should know by now. Yeah. Uh, so there were some some things that were like, yeah. Exa- if you get stuck, examine the things in your inventory because most often time, like most more often than not, like it's like, oh, the thing you have is telling you where to go. Yeah, and I was I was playing it like I haven't played a Resident Evil game in forever. Like I didn't play five or six, um, and I hadn't played uh, one or two since they came out. You know, yeah, back yeah. in the day. But I still love the series. But um, yeah, I, I was playing very conservatively. Like I had like I wouldn't I wasn't saving all you know all the time. And then I realized I don't need I don't have an ink ribbon, so it's not a big deal. You like to, you know, I can worry just about that. Do it yeah. all the time. Yep. But it, it's very interesting. Like if people like kind of coming into the series are just like you know they're not even thinking about that stuff right you know? yeah like they might be using up all their ammo ammo when right. they should be like maybe Concerned, using knives yeah. or just like don't even shoot the zombie like just, go, just around. Run. Yeah. Yeah, go around his ass <laughs> like you don't have to fight him um yeah so that that's interesting I, i'm curious as to see how many people will like rub up against that especially if they're not familiar with the series but at the same time i also think that like this is not a bad place to jump into the series. Yeah, no, because, not at all. Because it, it has its ties to part one, and there are like little Easter eggs in the game where you're like, oh, this, this, the star's office. Right. Or it's like, it's a model of the mansion. Yeah. Oh, my God. But like, uh, other than that, you don't really have to have it, and maybe that will uh, inspire people to go back and play the RE1 remake, which I think is pretty solid. I think it's Yeah, like no, a, it's very good. Yeah, it's very it's good. really good. Um, and I think they like they give you a lot of choice. They like yeah. you can play with modern controls if you're not really into the tank stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, I think you should play with tank. Controls. I I agree. Yeah. Um, but also it's like if if that's not like comfortable yeah. for you, then play it just just so you can experience the game. You know. Yeah, because if you think about it, RE2 has tank controls. Right. Because mm-hmm. your up is always up. Mm-hmm. So it's like such an interesting like, uh, kind of retaining that core panic and that those core sort of like scary tense situations that are purely mechanical mm-hmm. um but now you can just look at wherever you want like yeah. it's not like they're hiding a zombie around the corner from you it's like no i see that motherfucker sometimes they do yeah sometimes they do yeah. there was a this one sequence i'm in like the uh i got up to the uh sewers right before i came over here and like <laughs> i was like walking down these stairs and i see two zombies and one gets up or whatever and he's like walking towards me i'm just like trying to corral them and then like I kill them both, and I just keep walking, and another one just, like, kind of stumbles out. He grabs yeah. me. I was like, holy shit. Like, it scared it's the so hell scary. out of me. And I'm like, yes, I need that. Keep, yeah. keep that coming. It's also scary when you're, like, around a corner and you just hear them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I was playing on the um, – we, we we streamed it the other day, me and me and Heather. And I was, like, at the part of the, the stairs early on in the game where, like, they can fall over. And I was, like, shooting one, and then one's like, boom, just dropped right in front of us. And I, like, I got so fucking scared. I was not anticipating that. So the game does have its good, like, uh, jump scares, but they yeah. never feel, like, overtly cheap in any no, way. No, no, not yeah. at all. Um, but, yeah, they did do some really good stuff. I, I feel like some of the, like, the, 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 I don't know. I felt like the Mr. X thing went along a little too long. Mm. Um, I, I guess I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing at that point. And having that added tension doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then also when I figured out which rooms you can kind of be in where he won't kind of yeah. follow you. You know, there's certain rooms he, he, he won't go in. But there's other ones where he's like, I don't care if there's a save box in here. No. I'm in here. He comes in <laughs> he there. Comes yeah. In. I like how he dips through the door. Oh, that scares me the most, yo. That's like the most scaring little touch where it's like he like, yeah, he like crawl like he lowers his head to get into the door because he's so freaking he's so tall. Big. But um, I don't know. I, I think this is great. And they still have that like very extreme capcom japanese like 
if you want to play this on hardcore, yeah. Have you seen the the achievements for this game? No. Like there's one where's like uh, only use four thousand step, fourteen thousand steps. Oh my god! Like beat the game fourteen thousand steps. Uh, beat the game without healing. Beat the game, um, <sighs> without using an item box. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is the, these are challenge runs for sure." Like, it, it also makes me curious. I'm like, never platinum in this game to watch speed runs for this game though, because I want to know like what things I can just avoid. I don't, oh, I don't need you know, yeah. like what things are just comfort items and what things are just like good for people for sure to just completely ignore. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I have, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I continue. I want to keep playing it. I've also been playing more of Ace Combat. Ace Combat, the anime. Uh, fucking fighter pilot <laughs> bullshit game that I somehow still am playing. I, I streamed it earlier in the week and I jumped into a multiplayer match for the first time on a on a stream, which was a bad idea. Oh, and no. I got no points. I just got I just got killed over and over and over again. Oh, so it's like um deathmatch or something? Yeah, or? the one we did was like dog, yeah, just deathmatch. It was just like everyone everyone for themselves. And uh, I was looking at clips online and the maneuvers and stuff that people do online is paired with like specific loadouts and stuff is like way beyond my pay grade uh, so I'm, I'm curious to like maybe check it out but i don't think i'll actually get super super into it but um on top of that i'm playing a game called wargroove i can't talk about it just yet but um next week i'll probably talk about it okay um and i've been playing the anthem demo the, the yeah, anthem demo that came tell out this me about week. it man so yeah so uh I, I was lucky enough to get a code at work and um i installed it on my machine here at home and on my pc so i'm playing it on pc by the way and man, so I'm a little conflicted because I mean, if you've been following any of the anthem news and stuff, you can you you probably know by now that it's pretty unstable. There's a lot of issues with it, like getting stuck on load screens, which for me happens way too frequently, and it's it's made me like stop playing altogether at, at certain times. Um, and there are other weird issues where like I, I loaded into the world where like the map itself wasn't loaded in yet, so I was oh, like kind sure. of floating in this abyss, <laughs> and then everything popped in, and I was in the water, and then I was like sort of standing on a cliff like randomly. So it's very clearly still in production, yeah. And uh, but it's crazy because like they're not calling it, or it's wild because they're not, they're not calling it uh, a beta; they're calling it a demo. And like they're it's a VIP exclusive demo for people who've mm. pre-ordered the game. So like I feel like if you've pre-ordered the game and you can't even get into the servers or you can't even get into like you know uh, you're getting stuck on loading screens, like it's a pretty subpar experience. And I I don't know how I would feel about that. Like after having someone who basically like is paying to play it in like quote unquote early access, basically, you know what I mean? Um, but, but having said, having said all that, uh, the game is gorgeous. I'm playing it on like max settings. Like, I mean, 1080p 60, but, um, or 75, my, my, my monitor is 75, like Hertz, whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, I'm actually really into it. You like it? Yeah, because it's it's a weird like, and people are like online. I'm sure you've seen the discords where people are like, you know, Anthem is not Workgroove. Workgroove is not Destiny. Yeah. Division is not Workgroove. Or um, what do I say? Warframe. Warframe. Yeah. Um, Warframe is not the Division. It's like all these other comparisons, and it's like, no, they kind of are though. Like they they kind of are. <laughs> Let's be real. Like fuck, I don't know. They're basically the same. Yeah, fucking thing. it's the same idea. Party up with your friends. You you take these missions. You, PVE. You it's PVE. You 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 uh you shoot shit. You get you the get, red. You get the green thing. You get the blue thing. You, you get the purple the thing. thing. Yeah. Then you get the purple thing, and then you use the purple thing to shoot more shit, and then you get another purple thing, and then you equip that purple thing, and then, then you, you get, get the gold thing. Then you get the gold. Yeah. So it's the same fucking thing, right? <laughs> so I, it actually reminded me a lot of uh, Warframe, strictly because it's like third person. Okay. And it's like space themed or whatever, but. I talked about it last week about how excited I was for this game strictly because it feels like sort of um what's that cartoon we're talking about again? Uh Centurions. Centurions. Yeah. 
it feels like that it feels like and it like the 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 mech that they start you out with i hear is like kind of the the lamest one which, which one is, is i forget what it's called i think it's called like the a, ranger the ranger or something i don't know i forget what it's, it's called a very basic one yeah but it, it looks it still looks really pretty cool that's um, the most Iron Man looking one, right? Yeah, and I would say it's like it's definitely more like I mean War Machine than, War Machine, than Iron okay. Man because like you're basically cool. a, a dude in a mech suit and you have a bunch of fucking rockets and and machine guns and homing missiles and grenades and there are times where like so you kind of feel like War Machine more so than Iron Man but th- there's that moment every time um, where you're kind of walking around and then you have to like all right here's the next objective it's very like linear and that's mm. it's very destiny like where it's like go to that thing now go and over you there go to that thing okay you have to hold this down for like three minutes mm. go and then like the wave of enemies all right you did it cool here's here's your rewards and you go back to the home base and then the next mission is like all right this time we're gonna go to this cave and you yeah. go to the cave there's a distress signal okay all right now you have to go over here so it's very very it's like the it's the shit. same it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, uh, so, but what differentiates it is, it is the things that I was really excited about. So, right. like when you have to go to that new area, um, you have to fly there. So you jump and then you hit shift on PC and you go, poof, you turn into like a rocket. And that feeling, like it never fucking gets old. It always it feels, feels like, like that Whoa, inertia. And yeah, like, yeah, you feel like yeah, let's go. <laughs> Especially when it's like you and three other people, and you're just like four fucking war machines flying, like flying through the flying air. Around and the problem is though. Is I've never, I maybe not yet, but I haven't encountered any battles where like that verticality matters. was, yeah, kind of mattered or they played with it. So there, there's definitely some room where there are some flying enemies, but like you could easily just kind of get on the ground and go behind cover and play it like the division or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there were some times where like you get your special and like I jump up twice into the air, I, I hit shift and I fly into a good position. Then I aim, which makes you hover. And I look down and I hit my special and it's just like, I turn into Farah. And I'm like, like, you know, yeah. Fire from above. Yeah, exactly. So I like start shooting a bunch of rockets down, like boom, 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 boom. And then I like help my my friends out. And then like, you know, a teammate will be down. I fly to him. I land like fucking war machine. I pick him up. And then we both like fucking, we don't high five, but in my mind we high five. five, And then we like, we just keep shooting. And like, it's a mixture of shooting and rockets and homing grenades and, uh, you know, regular grenades, flamethrower, all this crazy shit. And on top of that, it just like looks gorgeous the entire time. And there are moments where when you start linking these different things together, it feels pretty fucking solid. It feels like, oh, nice. Like I was, I mean, I, I to be to be completely transparent, I've only played maybe about an hour, maybe two. And within those two hours or so, like I definitely felt that I was getting better with that particular mech. It makes me really intrigued. I know you can actually access other mechs. I don't know if you can access all four or whatever, however many they are, but um. You you go from level ten to fifteen in the demo, so I'm curious to like. I think at level twelve you have options to start using other mechs. So I'm curious to try some of the other ones. I know they behave differently, they they move differently. Um, but all that said, based off of what I've played, like I I, I sort of remain hopeful because this thing, for me at least, sort of scratches a very particular itch, which is a mix of that war machine thing I was talking about, the the Gundam thing. A little bit of like the division and the destiny thing, but it doesn't have any of that same sort of like weird baggage for me. But mm. it definitely does still feel like the same experience where I think I could bounce off of this because there are moments where, in particular, there was a mission where we had to go into this like big room where there was like a thing and it was like, oh, there's like a force field over it. All right, we have to figure out this puzzle. And because it was me and three other people and we weren't on mic. We had to just, there were like three different points where we had to go off and like try to solve the puzzle. And 
None of us was talking. I think I tried to get on the mic. I was like, hey, like anybody on mic? No one's on mic. Mm-hmm. So all that said, I think like we solved the puzzle, but I don't know how we solved it. I right. was I was off trying to look for something else. And then it was like, oh, we did it. All right, cool. Go to the, go to this next point. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. I guess I, I felt like a little brother again being like kind of dragged along to this, you know, I don't know, like right. going to the, like to the grocery store or something. Yeah. So I think that like all that said, I feel like I'm going to have to have at least three people regularly to play with. And I just don't think I'm going to have that. Not only the, those people on PC, but the time required of me to get, dive into yeah, this game. And, and get out of it what you, yeah. you know, get that full. Especially because like the nature of like what I do now, like I have to play like seven, eight games at a time, it feels like. Right. And like I'm trying to find something to talk about or something to write about or something to stream or something to make a video on or whatever. And I do want to have a regular, regularly recurring game because I um, actually one of my coworkers wrote about how like she's no longer really playing Overwatch as much as she used to, and that same thing's happening with me. Mm-hmm. And how it sort of feels weird to have that game that you loved and was your like comfort food, was the thing you always went to, no longer in rotation. And now it's just like I'm kind of in between games. I'm in that like uh, in between phase of like, all right, which is my next forever game? Right. And it's I don't think it's going to be Battlefield. It could be Battlefield. It's um it's probably not gonna be Black Ops Four as much as I have fun with that game. Right. Um, <clears throat> but Anthem, which comes out relatively soon, I think. I yeah, think it comes out, out. I think February, if I'm not mistaken. And are you uh you're you're playing on PC? Are you playing with a controller or a mouse? A mouse and keyboard. Yeah. How's yeah. that feel? It feels great, man. Yeah. I, I think shooters in general, I'm, I'm starting to really prefer them on mouse and keyboard over a controller. Because I read something recently that like a lot of people are preferring the controller over mouse and keyboard for this one. That's interesting. I haven't, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen that. I don't know who those people are, but I, yeah. I, I do like, I do have trouble though. I, I can't front when I'm like flying mm-hmm. with any type of game with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> I just can't, I can't, my brain does not know how to do that. Yeah, I like, think that uh, was like one of the main ones and just having like uh, certain keys like mapped to like triggers and stuff. But yeah. that's, that's interesting. Um, Yeah. I mean, it still is not at that spot like where I'm, I can get excited for it, but I do want this to be a hit. Like, yeah, I want this to be a banger. Like, I want this to be because I, I like you know what's appealing about this game is that it's not it's not Destiny, it's not the Division. There's like you said, there's no baggage where you you can jump in day one. Like you right. can get in on the ground floor and like really you know see where it was and see where it goes. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty hopeful too, especially because like I'm I'm prob if I am gonna play it, I think I'm gonna stick to PC. Just because I know that's kind of where I'm going to get the most solid yeah. performing uh, experience, especially because, like, I mean, it's later on in the news, but it seems like that's going to be the case. And maybe I just need to, like, uh, do the due diligence of playing with randos and finding people that I like who are also playing solo. And then we'll be like, hey, man, we're like, are you East Coast? Cool. Like, let's let's try to play more regularly. Like, just, just hit that Reddit. Hit or hit up a Reddit thread yeah. or hit up like a uh, whatever, like find some sort of like makeshift group where I can play with people regularly. But then again, like, it runs back to my problem of like not being 100% able to fully commit to like, a, all right, it's Seven tonight. Yeah. Where are you at, man? You're late. Or it's like, you know, so unless it's like people who are also very busy and like we can only play maybe like once or twice a I week. I guarantee you there's a Reddit post. It's got to be yeah, like 30, sure. and, 30 and over. Like, yeah, hey, man, <laughs> I can only play like twice a week. Who's down? Like, all right, let's do I'm it. Down, yeah. Um, but I th- I really do think I can get into Anthem, assuming it like kind of it, it goes smoothly. And because and so, so far from what I've played, like it looks great. I'm like, digging it. It looks like when it's working, whatever. From what I've seen, it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I like, I want to get a chance to get hands on with it. But 
Yeah. It's fun. So PC players hit me up. Yeah, oh yeah, for real. Like if you guys want to play optional let Paul know. War machine. <laughs> the optional machine. Ooh. Uh what else you been playing? Uh that's it for me. That was it. Yeah, yeah um I've been also playing Breath of the Wild a lot lately. I don't know, I just been having like a kick. Like it's back. Yeah, I'm yeah. just loving this game for some reason. I don't know. Like I'm in love with it now. Like yeah. all over again. It's so that's weird. So good. Yeah, so I'm like just exploring it everywhere. Like I'm in this uh icy area of the map. It's uh-huh. like pretty much just mountain ranges. Have you been there before? No, I've never been oh, there wow. before. Yeah. And I finally just got like today, uh this morning I got to the um like the tower where I can like open up the map and shit and see shit. Yeah. But like I was just going off of like landmarks before it was it's it's really cool, man. Yeah, it's I, such a good game. I don't know what it is about these puzzles and stuff. I'm like, damn, this is really you feel like a genius when you figure this stuff yeah, out. And yeah. it's like very simple and it's very in your face. But sometimes you just feel like a, a genius when you have to build a snowball, right? And then let it run into a door and it knocks down the door. Like, oh, I love that one. Yo. I love that one. I was like, what the fuck? That felt magical as fuck. Yeah, I was like. There's like a fossil in there. Yo, dude, I so thought I was cool. like the only person. It felt, made me yeah. feel like I was the only person to actually find this. You it know? makes you feel like an adventure. Right, right, right. Uh, so you, Austin Walker from the Waypoint podcast mm-hmm. and... Um, uh, one of my good friends is playing Breath of the Wild right now. Oh, really? And I have been like curious about going jumping back in, and like hearing everyone talk about it now. I'm like, fuck, I should I should go back in and at least finish that end game DLC because like I love that game so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't even finished the 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 fir- like the original part, but like it's it's still good just running around and like killing the skeletons and stuff. Oh, like, so good. I don't know what it is about just flying around and uh, you know, getting Korok seeds and. So fun. Get some choo-choo jelly. It's like such a pure experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Setting pure... things on fire. I lo- that's like my favorite thing to do. See, like, so what good. burns? <laughs> yeah. I'm like a child, man. But that's good. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this game. It's just, it makes me laugh so hard. Like, I'll be at work and I'll just, like, have downtime and I'll just be, like, giggling to myself. And they're like, what are you doing? What are you playing? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Breath Zelda. And then people would be, like, over me, like, watching. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, but that's about it, man. Nice. Um, all right, cool. So jumping into the news this week, I think I might start off with the Nintendo news since we're already kind of doing a Nintendo thing. Nintendo. But uh, yeah, the Metroid Prime 4 news this week is that uh, basically it's being, re- like the development is being rebooted. It's now in the hands of uh, Retro Studios. So uh, there was a tweet that went out th- earlier this week where um, basically... Uh, Shinya Takahashi, Nintendo's development head, announced that Retro Studios, makers of the original Metroid Prime series, they're now they're making uh, Metroid Prime Four, but from the, from scratch, basically. So they're scrapping whatever they've been working on already, uh, which basically announced in June of 2017 when actually we were in uh, LA for E3 mm-hmm. when it was when it was announced, and uh, now they're saying that it's being re- uh, led by Metroid Prime series producer Kensuke Tanabe with the talented new development team, quote unquote. Um, and which, he was originally on it. No, uh, I think the original series. I believe. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't think the new one. But um, but now he's on it. So this makes me curious. Uh, and, and they and he was quoted as saying it will be a long road until the end. So the until the next time we'll be able to update you on the development progress and develop development time will be extensive. Said Ta- said Takahashi. So like translation, that means like this game is definitely not coming yeah, out for a while it's now. Not coming out for a while. Which like part of me says like fine, you know, like take your time. I'm I'm actually like really glad that they were pretty um transparent transparent about it especially for nintendo right they don't tell you shit nah they keep that reggie's like shut your fucking mouth (laughs) it's not even reggie it's (laughs) his boss like yo you tell reggie to shut his fucking mouth (laughs) Uh, reggie's like i shut my mouth uh, 
but like yeah I, that's I, I agree I, i'm with you on that like i never worry about when they're like especially if they're saying we're gonna start from the ground up again yeah i mean we mean it's it wasn't where we wanted it to be especially yeah. if it was like yo this game has been kind of in development for years or whatever i'm assuming that's probably what it was and yeah. then they got to a point where they were like this probably feels antiquated yeah you know i wonder if they had like because metroid prime always felt like or metroid the series mm-hmm. always felt like a license that they were like uh, uh just give it to the ninja the ninja theory people oh, okay metroid prime uh right. what is it other m okay cool and then it was like what um and then it was like oh 3ds uh Make it it's like monster hunter yeah, yeah. Oh, okay fine so cool. like yeah they do weird weird stuff they do weird shit with it and i'm, I'm like i'm kind of glad that this is the case because it could have been another like uh star fox zero situation where i remember like when first reading about star fox zero i was like oh we're, i love star fox i know like a lot of people don't have the same affinity for that series but i love star fox and when it came out and it kind of came out to like you know kind of not great uh reception i was pretty bummed and like i think especially not for switch i would love to see another take on star fox where like maybe it just goes back to the core like pure mechanics like the same they way they need that to do an over the shoulder star fox re remake oh man where he's just like gritty <laughs> it's killing, like blood killing everywhere. forest animals and shit <laughs> peppy's like mad he's got one eye he's got an eye patch um yeah i don't know man I, this this makes me sad but also it makes me kind of hopeful that like you know this is this is good news because how many times was was zelda delayed we were just talking about zelda and zelda winds up being like one of the best games ever yeah. like let alone Facts. of that year no, no you're 100 <clears throat> percent right about that like yeah get it right and also, who's really looking for Metroid? Come on, son. <laughs> oh man! No, nah, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Just fire. Yeah, get a don't don't uh, mention me and don't at me. Yeah, please don't or anything us. like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I, I think like you know, definitely there are a ton of games. It's, like, it's not like we have like a fucking void of games anyway to yeah, uh, talk about. But um, another game you could probably use in the meantime is Anthem. And and our next story, Anthem. Uh, so the I think the lead developer on Anthem. The lead producer, rather, he tweeted out um, the other day that uh, someone asked him, "Will Anthem run on PS4 Pro and Xbox One at, at 1080 60 uh, frames per second? And he responded, "No, we prioritize visuals. We can look at prom- uh, prioritizing frame rate maybe as a future thing, which is why I was talking about it earlier. <clears throat> Probably why I'll stick with the PC version yeah, for that fidelity. Yeah, for that fidelity and that same like kind of the reason why after I played." destiny on ps4 for so long and then playing it on pc where i was like wow oh it's a shooter yeah (laughs) uh yeah i definitely want to like kind of remain on the pc side but i mean it's it's not a deal breaker if you don't if you don't if you don't have another option it's still like fine that that is kind of a bummer though yeah although yeah someone also asked him will cross save or cross play be a thing for anthem and he responded looking into it which makes me pretty hopeful that like even if i do thought about it yeah you never know right because it's like it's being made, I, I believe, in... Oh, no, it's being made with a, the Bio, Bioware... I think it's being made... I, don't, I forget what engine it's being made in, but... I don't know. Like, you know, doors are being broken down every day when it comes to cross-play. Like, why not do it for, like, one of the most anticipated games for a while? And I know they've been having server issues and stuff, but if we can figure that out for, like, the most popular game in the world, Fortnite, maybe this could be another one of those situations where, yeah, like, man. if I could play with you guys on PS4 or, like, some people on Xbox One or whatever, like, that would be fucking awesome, man. I'd be down for that. We need more games like that to do that. Like More games. Stop doing that. And then our final story, this is, like, one of my favorite ones of the week. Uh, so someone made the PT level or the PT, like, demo, the hallway in Dreams. The I game. saw that. Yeah, this is, like, the new game coming out from um, the people who made... Uh, what's that game um little big planet it's like a really cool like vr i think um 
game where you can just basically create whatever you want. You whatever, can just create yeah, from scratch. From scratch, yeah. So th- this has been like a beta that that's been going on on PS4 for a while now, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's the Little Big Planet series that the, the people who who made that game. Uh, it's a huge sandbox environment, complete with developer tools, allowing them to create whatever they want and just share it with people. So it's basically like an open source like game engine for for a lot of a lot of a lot of ways. Some of the stuff that people do on this thing is absolutely incredible. And then this PT level is oh. like, wait, how? Unbelievable, <laughs> man! Like it, it's really cool because like this is gonna also be like um like a, a add to someone's portfolio who's trying to break into like games Word. development yeah. and art and stuff like that. You know, like they don't know how to actually do it. You know, a lot of people be like, I don't even know how to jump into it. Like maybe check out this, you know, that, that, I love stuff like this. Yeah. I, I love that too. Because like, if it's, I mean, you're obviously not going to become a millionaire off of dreams, but it is a, it is a conduit to, for people to like inject that kind of energy. So like, you know, there was there were things like this all the time on like during the PS2 era and like even on mobile games now, I think it's kind of become that where it's like people make beats or whatever on their phone and then maybe it inspires them to like one day save up for like a you know, like Trump an NPC yeah. or whatever, and then like maybe they get logic or whatever it is and they and they start making music at home and like who knows what this could inspire. I'm all about like kind of giving people tools and stuff and like maybe people who made Mario Maker levels were like, you know what I That's what I'm saying, this. like yeah. the Mario Maker syndrome is like yeah. man. You can get some creative stuff. You never know who's gonna become like a rock star, or I mean, right. just even just like flex that part of your brain. Yeah, yeah, and it might maybe it leads you to become an architect or something. Who knows? Like it could or design furniture or something. Like I'm that. sure that people are probably like, "Yeah, I want to build my dream home in dreams." You know, like yeah, I want to see how it. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> that would be really cool. Seriously, or like my childhood home that I don't have access to or whatever. Like that's cool. Pretty wild. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Before we jump into the second half of the show, we just wanted to thank you all, our listeners and sponsors. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been donating to our Anchor. Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's super, super helpful. Donating to the Anchor means that we can help deliver the show to you every week. So if you want to also do that and keep the show alive, please check out our profile page on Anchor, um, either on the on a browser or using the app. Yeah. And just click the little supporter button. And the little button, you press that, and then you can put as much as low as a dollar. A dollar fucking great it's that means so a lot amazing give us some money that'd be cool yeah yeah i mean it just like yeah just a little extra little pep in our step yeah jumping into questions if you have any questions for us please feel free to send them to our email directly at questions at the dash optional.com uh we'd love to hear from you or if you want to just put them in our discord channel uh, if you're in the Discord, the questions channel, and or record us a voice message using the Anchor app yeah, uh, on our profile. So Suhel writes in, is there any major title games that you would like cross-platform play? I already mentioned one. Anthem is definitely one. Uh, right now, I think uh, Sea of Thieves would be cool. Yeah. Because I heard that's been, from what I've been seeing, there's a lot of new shit going out for that. And like it's, if it came it's, in, it's real, right? Yeah, if it came to PS4 yeah. and then you can play with your xbox buddies that would be fucking sweet yeah um i've been waiting to get my hands on that game for a while i would love to see cross-platform nomad sky play yeah because that would make me that would make me switch over to pc permanently mm-hmm. as opposed to staying on, P- on ps4 in, in the hopes that one day someone else will play with me <laughs> those are, yeah that's uh those are hard yeah i mean like i want to say battlefield but also like it would have to be a thing where you opt in to play with like a mix of people because like 
you also you're gonna get crushed and you're gonna play with people that are like i don't know then it then then it like raises the question do you have different ranks with people playing pc like because there might be people there like creating quote-unquote like smurf accounts just to like Mm. boost up their stats by playing against people that are on controllers you know yeah i wouldn't want something that as like i don't know as pvp based yeah yeah I mean, it would be sick if the upcoming like the division and stuff was on cross cross platform because then then it would actually make me more curious to play it if I could sit down on my PC, PC and play. And yeah. Play, yeah. Um, so that's that's a that's a really good question. Uh, his second question is: Is there any game you would love redone as a TV show? Did the um, Resident Evil news spark that? Oh, I don't know. I think they, I heard that's coming. I in, think it was before that. I think oh, he like okay. low key predicted something <laughs> like that. I remember there was like a there was a lot of talk about a Zelda series coming to Netflix, but I think that was just bullshit. Yeah, I mean. I've been watching, um, uh, what's that show? Uh, Castlevania. I just so finished good. it. It was yeah. I'm I'm mad I slept on it for so long. It's dope. Uh, I I really dug it, um, and it was a cool like kind of grounded modern take on the idea. You know, yeah. even though it's set in like the past or whatever. But. I would love a show based off of uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would be. What like. would that be like? Um, yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know what? I would. I mean, this is so stupid. But I've also been on a Star Trek, uh, on on the Star Trek tip recently, and I'm like, I love Star Trek Discovery. If anyone watches Star Trek Discovery and wants me to make a Star Trek Discovery Discord channel, I will happily do that. Also, watch Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I would love a like a No Man's Sky kind of. There was like a a, a little fan made trailer with a guy and his daughter. They have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And they made a thing with like him, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, uh, what's his name, Xavier Woods, the mm-hmm. wrestler, and and his daughter. And it, it's like super cheesily done, like green screen, but like they put really good music on it, and they use like the photo mode to capture some things, and like really slick editing. And I like in my head, I was like, yo, that that's like that's funny and cute, but also like I fucking want cool. that. Yeah, yeah I, I want, want some sort of like. And not just like, you know, because the way they did it was, oh, like, we're, you know, we're hunting down pirates. We have to go on this bounty mission. And like, that's always a good time for me. Like, yeah, mystery, red herring. I'm into Let's it. go. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, what's that show? Uh, Black. Something, oh, that space show. The one I put you on, right? Yeah. And, you I, and then you, you put bailed. And then I bailed. Real and then quick. they canceled it. I love that show. Yeah. Um, Black Matter. Black Dark Matter. Dark Matter. There you go. We got it. We all right, you know what I'm saying? That's why we're duo, man. Um, I would love to see like a like uh, <laughs> I love like uh, t- um, what do you call it? Like court procedurals and like it's Law and Order, yeah. and cop stuff. Like those, I love those British dramas. So I would love to see like a a Japanese like Ace Detective shit, Ace Attorney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do a game like that, but like. This is Ace. Yeah, he's you know he's an attorney. Yeah, he's an attorney. Uh, something like that. Like, yeah, I want like I love procedurals and stuff like that. I'm actually watching this uh, new show. It's really good on Netflix, but it's very much like I'm like, oh, this could be a video game. So, you, so you basically want like La Noire turned into a TV show? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I would watch that. Yeah, because I mean, basically that's what they would do. They were like, oh, let's just get uh, cop drama. Yeah, and make it a video game. So I would love uh, um, some sort of like Black Mirror version, not like the Band- Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch yeah. no, not like the, like regular Black Mirror stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see like one of one of the really dark series, but like something that's like every episode is different. So it could be like a uh, a random short film in a universe that we love. 
So it doesn't have to always be about like these characters, you know. It could just be a really dystopian. What's story. that? What's that? Um, that uh, game where the guy's like, he's like uh in like a hell sleep, and he's like in a town. He's looking for his daughter or some shit. Silent Hill. It's like Silent Hill. It's very inspired by Silent Hill, but it's more action. It's more recent. It's a game. Yeah, it's a game. Oh, is it a? It's that one. You're Alan Wake. N- no. Fuck. But that would be kind of cool. Give me an Alan Wake TV. Didn't they do like a cross a cross thing with Alan Wake? It was like the books were real or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. What this is, this is a really called? solid question. What Fuck. other game would I want to see as a TV show? Madden. Oh, oh, I want to see um Monster Hunter as a like cartoon show, like a really cool like animated. Yeah. Show like anime. Yeah, anime. anime an- but an- like. But like uh, violent and shit, like yeah, like tails a, get lopped off, like a um, uh, Avatar: Last Airbender oh. fidelity, like that style. I was I've been watching clips of like Last Airbender. I was like so that shit good. was so good, so good, so good. But uh, you know yeah. what? I, you know what I want to see also. This is actually happening. This is why I'm bringing it up because I just remembered. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg, shout out to Totally Rad Show. He's directing Uncharted. He is directing Uncharted. And if you don't know who Dan Trachtenberg is, based off of the Totally Rad Show, he directed Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I love that movie. He he did one of the uh, he did the VR episode for Black Mirror, the mm-hmm. one where like the guy goes to Travis. That was so fucked. Up. That was super fucked. But he up. goes to the horror. Fucking... If, if you haven't seen that, just watch that episode. Yeah, it's so fucking good. It's fucked up. Um, so yeah, he's he's doing it, and like that gives me hope because he also like loves the franchise. And mm-hmm. I was listening to. Uh, uh, DLC with Jeff Kanata and he was saying like back when they you know reviewed I think like the first Uncharted he was saying like oh I would love to review uh, direct this movie that. I was like what that's, that's, so cool. that's literally like someone's dream coming true like you can't not love that that's fucking cool yeah man. that's that's really dope so you gotta hope he's gonna like approach it with a bunch of reverence and like you know try, to, try not try to do it some some uh, some justice yeah he has a pretty unique style and, yeah uh, he's, I, I mean I like everything he's put out so far so. word same um, all right, cool. We got a question from Chase. He asks, "I'd love to know y'all's thought on the Nintendo eShop closing soon, and whether game companies should bear some responsibility for preserving old games." So mm. I kind of feel like I've talked about. I've, I've definitely talked about this before on Viewpoints. Actually, one of my favorite episodes was with um, uh, my colleague Chris Kohler, the OG, um, and he's like super into game preservation and shit. And I, I do believe that they should bear some responsibility with preserving old games because, like, I mean. It's it sucks that like the with the eShop closing down I think on the Wii U and I think on the Wii I think it's, it is if you've bought a game and you haven't downloaded it before they close it's gone, it's gone. so you've given them money to basic I mean the the idea of like ownership that's such a weird tricky yellow tape landmine full of shit because it's like a lot of the things that we technically own we don't we don't really own them Especially we're just like licensing them in basically. the digital age yeah yeah because like you know. A license can expire. They pull things from the store. We saw we saw it with Konami when they pulled PT off the off the store, and, I and think, then they started taking it off of people's. That's so it, wild. it was like updating. It was like that's kind of wild to me. You so know? fucked up. Yeah. So I, I mean, I do think that like there should be some there should be some effort on their part to not just only give them credit, but also give them some form of the purchases that they've made. So if mm-hmm. you bought Super Mario Three on the Wii and then you lose it. Uh, they should they're like we talked about it on our episode of viewpoints like there should be like a Spotify or iTunes version of of this thing that like is multi-platform if I want to open up a browser I can open up a browser and play Super Mario 3 because I fucking paid for it right. and you know like 
I don't know. I I do think it's kind of shitty that like now people are are losing access to that thing because who knows? Like maybe there's some kid somewhere who doesn't have a lot of consoles and they're they're not the richest family. They don't come from the richest like they're background. They're out there. Yeah, it's yeah, and they're still playing old consoles. And now they if they forgot to download whatever game, now they don't have access to it until they get you know older or something. That's or kind if of a they shame. like downloaded it, played it, and then took it off their thing, you know, to save some space. Right, right. They still own like. It still should be there. It's, it's like, pretty fucked up. I, ha- I don't have a lot of stuff on my actual thing box, but it's right. in my account. Yeah. If PSN was to say, like, yo, we're shutting down. If you don't have it, then you don't have it. It's like, what? Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. Man. I do think, I mean, I think Chase brings up a good point. I think it's like, yeah, they, they should bear some responsibility. Because, like, I do think that great. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad, too, because, like, they've been notorious for, like, shutting down these ROM sites and... These are the these are the people who love your fucking game so much that they're going out of their way to like emulate them and shit and you're taking them down and then in some cases they're like using those emulations or those ROMs to prepackage them and or repackage them and then sell them out. It, so if some guy in you know wherever the fuck didn't preserve it, then you wouldn't have a chance to sell it because you lost all the original files. It's kind it. of the same thing that we were talking about earlier with um, like Mario Maker. Like Nintendo's notorious for like shutting shit down, shutting down the fun. Yeah, man. And then they're like, all right, well, people have been doing the, I don't know what they're called, but those levels, those like really hard levels, like, oh, we'll let them make them in our prepackaged games. Like, it's a little dirty. Yeah, as long as you <laughs> make them in our little playpen, it's right. fine. But like, once you step out of here, man. Yeah, no, there's no You go. better lawyer up, yeah. asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I do think Nintendo bears responsibility. And, yeah. they, and they should sort of make an effort to either sooner than later either beef up that Nintendo online catalog because that shit looks pretty sad but also like just give us that Spotify thing already man like Google's gonna beat you to it if you don't like oh yeah uh, there's, there's, a, there's a service I signed up for or at least I signed up for like email alerts for I think they're coming out in the future it's called like AntStream or something mm-hmm. and they're basically like a catalog of old classic arcade games but i think the licensing for those things can be so tricky right that you're obviously not going to get everything especially if like nintendo first party published games are like they might not get access to like zelda or whatever Damn, so it's weird man it sucks man that, that, like why isn't there basically a steam for like retro games or like something that i could like boot up on my ipad and then play just play it there just play right. fucking mario 3 like oh, man Give, let us give you money. Yeah, right, right. It's so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <sighs> like, uh, let's put this red tape up. They're trying to give us money, but let's make them fight for it. Yeah, yeah. Let them fight amongst each other. Yeah. Um, Pito sent in a voice message, uh, and here it is. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. I hope everybody's having a good Sunday or Monday for the listeners. So I got this question from the Joe Budden podcast. Um, what's your favorite hip-hop album? And what do you think is the best hip-hop album? So my favorite would be Jay-Z's uh, Blueprint 1. I love how soulful it is. There's not one track I can skip. And before Kanye went all Trump, MAGA, and all that other shit, um, that's really what helped him get noticed, I guess, with um, all the sampling that he's done because he produced a majority of that album. And it's just my favorite album. It's just a great album. I love it so much. And I think the best album is uh, Biggie's uh, Life After Death. I think there's nothing really tops that with the exception of Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. But my favorite would be uh, Blueprint 1. And best album to me is Life After Death Biggie. Uh, again, have a good day, everyone. And cheers. 
shit. <laughs> he just got. Are you all right? Taken out. Yeah, Pito, Pito, call me. Let us know you're good, man. <laughs> Yo, yeah. It's a little troublesome. Yeah, taken out, though. <laughs> That's a good ass question, though. So, uh, when it comes to like personal favorites, my like knee jerk reaction, like my instinctual, like first thing that popped in my mind was Tribe's uh, Midnight Marauders. Great and I, I looked at the I looked I at listen to that shit all the time. I mean, it's like I looked at the track list because I wanted to compare whether it was that or um, low end theory or low end theory, and I was like, which one do I prefer? And I kind of lean uh, Midnight Marauders because like there's just songs in there that I cannot live without. Mm. And I mean, if you if you haven't listened to Tribe for whatever reason, I mean, first of all, I forgive you, but <laughs> you should definitely check that out if you, you if you like if you want to see where even a lot of like influences still come from, like a lot of that jazzy like you know, um, really intricate wordplay. Like, I still think Fife Dog, he's definitely one of my favorite rappers ever. For sure, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And, like, uh, yeah, I just love what they did, especially for that time, like, the way they ushered in. Yeah, they, they perfected that sound, that that cool, like, you can be cool without being street. Right, and I love that. That's what I am. That's what it, yeah, it was just like, yo, we're, we're still we're from the street, right? But we're not street. I'm like, you know I'm not a thug. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not trying to be a thug. Right, I'm not trying to be a thug. I'm trying to talk about butts. Yeah, I'm trying to talk about I love. Like jazz, like, yeah, I want to yeah. talk about jazz. I want to talk about going to the beach with my friends. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they perfected that, like that Jungle Brothers shit. Yeah, they man. brought that in that De La Soul shit, and then it's like, they uh, fucking tribe, fucking they killed it. Oh, so killed good, it, killed so it. good. That's a, yeah, that's a great one. I I think my favorite. Album, mm, probably like uh, Black on Both Sides, Most Dev. Oh man, that's a good one. I just love that. I mean, Most Dev's one of my favorite rappers of all time. He's, like, he, he is my he's, favorite. He, it's yeah. usually, you know, it goes back and forth between like him and Lupe. Like, those are like my two like rapper rappers. You know, those are my favorite dudes. Yeah. Um, oh, so, like, yeah, Black on Both Sides also kind of changed. Like, that was when I was really get, starting to get into my own style of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brother had that on cassette. I remember that. He's another one to me was like really formative growing up because my best friend, uh, he's the one who showed me black on both sides. Mm. He's like, yo, you have to listen to this. And at the time, I'd re- I'd already I had already listened to like Black Star, yeah, for sure. So I knew who most right. was. But like hearing the like the CD for the first time, I was like, yo, like hearing like New World Water, yeah, to me like changed my whole fucking perception on like what rap could Umi be. Says, man, like, yeah, Umi says, oh, like God. that shit, like. Mathematics. Mathematics. Come on, man. Yeah, that shit plays all, like, oh, man. Yeah, again, if you have never listened to Black on Both Sides, I forgive you. I love that album. I'll listen to it till the end, till I die. Yeah. Uh, most of is, oh, sorry, Yassine Bey. Yeah. It's like, uh, he's, the, he's the greatest. It seems, he's one of those people that, like, he'll probably be what I think he'll be. Like, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And from all accounts, like, people, you know, they, he's a pleasure to, like, be around. I also, like, a big part of me because I, I admire him so much and mm. his craft and like what he's done to like you know shape my life and, and millions of other people in the world I also like never want to meet him oh yeah for sure because like I never want first of all I don't, not that I like mm. put him on too much of a pedestal after I having do. said that but like I don't want to like I just never want to cross paths with him because I feel like I just only want to know him through his work in some ways I mean yeah I feel that way too but I would totally call out of work if they were like yo you can sit in a room with most of just hear him talk i'm like yeah yeah because i've had good experiences <laughs> with people who i really admire who i've met and they've like actually exceeded my expectations yeah, shout, which to is great. shout out to pharrell um but yeah most is one of those like genius minds that 
uh, everything that he does, he just crushes it. Like acting to yeah. to everything. Just I mean, his last few albums too have been like really good, phenomenal, and, and they've it, been stuff. Like, same thing with Lupe, right? It's just very like um, not not. I don't think he slept on. I, I do think people do give us flowers, give him his flowers, but like. I just think he, you know, you can't talk about him enough is what I'm saying. Yeah, word. Yeah. Okay, so then the the greatest album. The greatest, this I is hate tricky. I know, I hate this question too. I hate this question. It's a great question, but it's just one of those ones that I, I never. I hate to answer. Yeah, I don't even want to like be on wax talking about it because. So. What would you say my, off, the, off the rip? My instinct, again, my like first thing that came to mind, usually like my gut reaction yeah. is usually the kind of thing that I normally go with. Yeah. Because it usually like if my answer comes from my stomach, that's a good that's, sign. Yeah, that that's, like That's probably that's what, what I, I think feel, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's what I feel. And for me, that would be Illmatic. That's if. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I was like thinking about. But also like, man, yeah, that's great. That's it's great. interesting that you also, that Pito also picked. This is why I like having these conversations because it, it kind of becomes... A, a really open window into people's perspectives because mm-hmm. he picked Biggie, but he picked uh, Life After Death, which is interesting to me because like I I love that album, but that wouldn't have been my first pick for a Biggie album, right? Um, but I also agree though that like my other like maybe my other option would probably be like Wu Tang's Thirty Six Chambers, great album, because it's like nine people from Staten Island who were all fucking hungry and still kind of like struggling at the time, got in a studio and made this fucking masterpiece. Because like and like it's it's tangible when you hear like cream, you can fucking like you can see it in the air. You can, like you can feel feel like Rizza in the room and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you can like it's like Ghostface is like right next to you yeah. talking to you, and it's like there's something so like pure about that ex- that entire album, like start to finish. That like I don't know, man. It just it, it, again like we talked about with Tribe, like completely transformed the way we saw like a lot of things like rap groups, what we thought was cool, like influences where they can derive from. Like they were talking about Shaolin movies and shit. They had Shaolin movie clips in their, in their movie, in their songs. And you were like, what? Yeah. What is this? But we all knew what it was. Yeah, Cause it was, like, it's that's what, that was, that was huge in our culture. Like yeah. those Kung Fu flicks going down to Chinatown, buying like a hundred of them. Shit, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know uh, out of sync mouth movie <laughs> movies, you know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I also, like, Pito picked um, Blueprint for his favorite, and that's one of my, like, most influential albums. Like, it hit me at the time. Like, I was in middle school. That's when, like, you're starting to become a human, like, yeah, an adult. Yeah. Like, you know, you become, you're you a young adult at that time, and you're like, oh, man. It was the height of the Jay-Z Nas beef. Yeah. So that, that's a great album, too, man. Word. And the same thing with, like, the Kanye. Like, that was peak Kanye oh, shit. College dropout and then, like, late registration. Like, for me, that was, like, wow. Like, yeah. th- again, completely... in informed the direction in which hip-hop went from that moment forward like mm-hmm. it's i mean in some ways you know depending on how you feel about him and his, his his politics like i think his influence is still everywhere like i mean travis scott's biggest was like one of the biggest albums of was last year and you know there's no denying how much of like uh an impact travis scott and kanye had together you right, know so right, like right, right. It's, it's crazy like the reverse yeah 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 but um, uh, that was great. a good ass question. Uh, all right, cool. So jumping into feeling it, feeling is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. So I might have a I might have a duba this time. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, I'll I'll do mine because yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna make the I forgot that I watched this last week. Uh, but uh, there's an anime called The Promise of Neverland. Okay. Um, and it's out on it's on Crunchyroll, but it's a ma- it's a manga too, manga manga. I say manga, but it's manga. Um, it's a manga that's been around for a little while 
Um, and it's about these kids that go, they live in an orphanage, like really young kids uh, from all, from young as like four all the way to like 12, I believe. And they live in this orphanage with a, with a, a house mother or whatever that takes care of them. And the kids like make their own dinner. They do chores. They play outside and all this stuff. And then they have to take these tests, um, like these assessment tests to like see where they are and their, their growth and stuff. But the weird thing about this place is that they've never been outside the grounds of this orphanage. So the orphanage like has huge grounds, like acres of land, but they can only go but so far. And then there's a gate and they're told not to cross this gate. Um, and they all have these like numbered tattoos on their neck, almost uh, concentration camp style uh, tattoos on their, their bodies. Um, and the first episode kind of goes into like the kids being curious of what goes on outside of that ah the village the vi- basically it's kind of like the village um and it gets fucking weird nice. yeah, it's really it's really good the animation's really cool like the faces like they they do this thing like in, in certain animes where like they'll be the the evil person secretly evil person and they'll have this like look like when they like showing their evil but no one can see it Oh, like, you know that's saying like they're like oh they like do furrow their brow yeah and, like, the eyes go eyes. white yeah. Yeah, yeah um they do that but they do it in this weird way where it looks so scary huh um and it, it's it's uh it's kind of a violent anime um from what I've seen so far it's only three episodes out so far uh, so it's it's fairly new um but I'm enjoying the hell out of it I think there's a new one today it's on Crunchyroll it's on Crunchyroll nice um right, cool. it's very good. Uh, I, I highly recommend it, uh, at least so far. It's only three episodes, so nice. Yeah, th- this sounds interesting. I'm, o- I'm also always looking. for I don't like, want to give uh, away what the thing is, yeah. but like, it's good. You'll find out pretty, pretty uh, quick. quickly. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, mine is, is two of them are they're very different. But so we've been sort of binge watching. They're like six seasons on there, and the, the way that Netflix makes you watch them, it makes you watch starting off with the newest season. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter what season you start off in. It's all it's all incredibly wholesome and fun to watch. It's the Great British Baking Show. Oh yeah, I like that show. People have been telling me to watch it for like months at this point, and we finally started watching it like a couple of weeks ago, and we've been kind of obsessed with it. Like we've obsessed with like the hosts and like the the different contestants every season. We were talking about it last night with a few friends of ours who are also watching the new season, and we were like joking, and making impressions. It's like, but it's also so it's like a it's basically a baking show from from England, and um, it's it's a it's a competitive show where each week they have specific tasks to complete. And but they're all incredibly talented, like bakers. But they have these very like hard tasks that they have to complete, and it's fun seeing them like melt down, seeing them like actually succeed, um, and also fun just how different it is from like American reality competitive shows, where the the tension and the like the drama is still there, but it's never overproduced. It's like mm. it's still produced, but it's never like you know super yeah like super quick zoom ins and then like that same typical music you always hear people yelling at each other and like there always has to be some sort of like fist fight Mm -hmm. it's never that it's always and then when people go like when people get you know when they have to leave the show it's also very wholesome that they'll like hug and cry and like i'll be back soon yeah they're all so nice to each other everyone's so pleasant (laughs) yeah yeah and 
it's also like you know like the stakes are high but they also it's self-aware that it's like it's a baking yeah, show it's, it's a competition fun. it should be fun it should be like this thing that like you that you have pride in and but it should never feel like american idol where you're like my life is ruined yeah um That's so yeah i love uh you ever watch a uh, master master chef jr no i hear a lot you about gotta it, watch though. master yeah, chef yeah, jr yeah. man that that's like the good shit i love master chef yeah but master chef jr is like the pure yeah, yeah that's like, what i hear he can't be mad at the kids yeah so he's just so supportive and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've oh, heard that's a lot the real of you, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. And then the other one is a movie we watched. Uh, it's it's I think it got nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, it's been out for a while. It's a foreign film from Japan. It's called Shoplifters. It's, oh, a, no, it's no, about no. a family, uh, like a, a poor family in Japan, uh, who sort of resort to illegal means to get by. So they they obviously they shoplift. Um, wow. And they they do a bunch of other like sort of scams here and there, but it's just like really cool peek into especially like japan you never really see these like well-produced movies that are about the poor in japan you always ever see like people who have like homes right. and they have like careers and these are like the kind of forgotten souls like the 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 wanderers of, of japan and it's like it's fascinating because it raises a lot of questions about perception and how you like your like morality and you know like doing the right thing and and um you know how we can sort of skirt the line between you know the right and the wrong especially during really tricky situations like i I also don't want to say too much because like if i say anything it gives it away but um it's it might be kind of hard to find that's the only thing um a little hesitant about making it a feel in it but i think you can find it uh like google it it might be playing at like an art house theater or maybe one of those sort of like you know um alamo draft house type theaters where you can go and watch i saw it at a spot in bushwick called uh syndicated so it's it's one of those alamo draft house style yeah. places where it's like a bar restaurant and then there's like one theater where they play like indie movies and like that place is cool that place is really cool yeah um so if you can seek it out i would say definitely go seek it out it's really it's a really nice um pretty like engaging movie uh that actually got got me pretty emotional i think like those those are the kind of kind of things that like stay with me and mm-hmm. i think it's super super worth checking out if you if you get a chance to it's, i highly recommend it um, but that's yeah, dope. that's pretty much it. Um, before we wrap up the show, Cam, how can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cappy Can't Lose, C A P I C A N T L O S E. Um, yeah, hit me up, talk to me. What about you? Where do, where, where can they drop a drop, drop a line? line? Um, I'm at Pauly Mayo. That's P O L I M as Mary A Y O. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm close to 800 followers on Twitter. That's wild. I need like four people or something you. like that. Just give me, just Killing give me a couple. It. Actually, I, I your actually, tweets have been really good lately. Thanks, man. I've been trying now. to, I've been trying to inject a little bit more of my personality in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening this week. We we really appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments, send them to questions. You at guys have been crushing questions. Yes. Crushing questions. Seriously. Thank you so much for contributing and, you know, helping keep the show like you know, interesting and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. And also, like, if you haven't joined our Discord yet, join the Discord. Like, we have more people coming in every day, which we really appreciate. So, like, we want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. Yeah, put your weird questions Put down, your weird-ass like, questions yeah, in there. Start, spark some uh, conversation. Yeah. Enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. And if you... Uh, we're having some weird feed issues where, that I'm looking into, but um, we are able to... Yeah. You, you are able to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes, though, that would really help uh, spread the word. It really does help us get on the radars of other people and just kind of, you know, tweak with the algorithm. So people like, you know, Giant Bomb, they're like, oh, what's up the optional? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out the, the feed issues. I know uh, some, some people were telling me there were Spotify issues and Stitcher issues. So... But it's weird because on my phone it seems fine, so it might only be affecting 
some users and not yeah, all I'm, users. I'm fine. Yeah. Hopefully we can figure that out for everybody as soon as possible. So I'll, I'll keep everybody posted, but either way, I you think, have options. Yeah. Um, if you like the show and want to help keep it going, please check out our profile on Anchor and click the little supporter button where you can donate to the, to the show and help us keep these lights on. Our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share with your friends and hopefully even find the latest episode on there if you can't find it on your podcast service of choice. Uh, as always, we can be reached on Facebook and Twitter at The Optional NYC. Our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. You can find them on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone, peace. Mm-hmm.